Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon here with Clay Norman, as if anyone would ever forget his name, (laughs) and also Jarrett McKenzie. Well, let's head into this case study. Sure, let's do it. All right. Um, a lot, and, and I don't. We were talking about this before the show. January is divorce season. Mm, really? It is. Um, I didn't know. It is. You get through the holidays, and then, of course, uh, if you get divorced in January, you have all year to, you know, kind of work your taxes because how your what your status is at the end of the year is unfortunately how you have to file. So. Mm. Um, it it's makes it a little easier every day. Yeah, it makes it a little easier. But uh, and then this is what's happened. Don't um, tell my wife. I would never. <laughs> Great, I would thanks. never. Um, our good friend Amanda here, um, 38 and recently divorced. Um, her ex-husband, uh, her and her ex-husband were saving for retirement, primarily in his accounts. Um, she saved the minimal amount to her own 401k, but the rest of the money was in his 401k and his brokerage account. A lot of it that he came into the marriage with. So some of the good bulk of this was probably you know, his to begin with. Um, Now that they're divorced, she's woefully behind in her retirement savings and uh, starting to panic. So wants to save everything she can, uh, doesn't want to be dependent on anybody else. But I mean, that's kind of a, you know, wake up one day and all of a sudden, like your your, your retirement plans are not really there anymore. It's a big change. Yeah. Mm What what do you have for her? What uh, what does one Jared, do in I'm that a, position? I'm assuming you're not going to tell her get used to the taste of cat food. <laughs> not if we can help it. I yeah, mean, obviously, okay, good. I, I was hoping that was not. No, be well, the goal is never to have people change their their lifestyle if they can help it, but but try to get them back on the right path, and that's kind of what we'll do here because clearly she she needs to make some changes uh, to get herself back on that path, and and there are a number of, of items that she can consider, but obviously, you know, catching up on the retirement savings. <clears throat> Uh, is going to be very important for her since now that she's behind and the compound interest that she would have received early on in you know those early years uh, would have made a very big difference over the course of time. So now that she's starting over, uh, it's going to be very important for her to find ways to save more. And I think that one of the best ways to do that is through your 401k because you know if you have an employer that matches, uh, as we all know, that's free money and yep. that's going to be a good way to go ahead and get it. But also, it's that's a tax deferred account that is going to allow her to grow her money uh, on a tax-deferred basis, which means you know she can contribute money to that account, invest it, and, and be able to grow it, hopefully, uh, without taxes being assessed early on. So yeah. that's certainly one of the places that I would start uh, in, in kind of guiding her back to the right track, just so that she, you know, she does start to uh, gain some more tax deferred assets uh, if she can because uh, that's going to really you know be a good benefit to her going forward uh, and, and again get some of that free money with the match hopefully so that's the absolute minimum right you got to save up to the match at very least yeah exactly you, you want to get as much of that as you can uh, you know assuming you can contribute as much as your employer is willing to match and uh, usually that's world. around somewhere four to six percent yeah right? I would say that's common I think uh, I don't I think we go up to what four or five percent here at yeah 
yeah. So that's a that is generally kind of where that falls. But you know, again, that's that's the one of the only ways you're going to get free money from anybody. That's true. Essentially, hundred percent return on that. Yeah. True. So so that's the place to start. Uh, Troy definitely. can't even do that. Right? No. I, <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, in a, in a situation like this, you know, if, if she's trying to get back on track, that would undoubtedly be you know the place to start because of again, you know, not only the, the tax deferred growth she's going to get from that type of an account, but also the potential match that exists that uh, she wouldn't be able to get through an IRA or a Roth or something like that. So uh, one of these two guys, both um, CFP certificates. I just love saying that. Mm-hmm. I had to throw this flow well. Yeah, well, not really, but okay. Uh, <laughs> They've been uh, throwing this around, and uh, Kelly Lynn, do you have anything more? I'm sure you do. I do. You want them to cover. If I mean, I know we talked about putting all uh, her savings into the 401k. It's a good, you know, tax deferred growth. Can she do an IRA as well if she wanted? Yeah, she she certainly could, um, and especially if she's already maxed out the amount she could put in her 401k. Um, and, you know, it may be a good idea to also make some Roth IRA contributions if she's under the phase-out limit, um, that is. Okay. And, you know, part of the reason for you're that is— You're just going to drop phase-out limit, and then you're not going to tell me what that means? Well, I can tell you what it means. Well, let's hear I was going to ask. Stuff, so. I was just waiting yeah. for Sometimes him. Sometimes we have to spoof I, Some of it I do. I just forgot, as, <laughs> as in your name, maybe. I don't know. Fair enough. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you make too much money, the government's not going to let you make the IRA contributions ah, that you may want to make. Yeah. Um, and if you're a single taxpayer, that's 68000 is where it kind of starts okay. phasing it out. Um, and if you make 78000 you're totally phased out. You can't mm. for the make traditional that IRA. IRA. Those for rich people IRA, making seventy eight. And that's for a deductible IRA contribution, right? That's correct. Uh, but that's the correct. underlying 401k doesn't impact those limits at all? It does not. Okay. It does not. Cool. You could contribute to both. Um, All right. You've got the income to do so. All right. Um, good deal. So, and you know, a, potentially doing some Roth contributions is good as well because when you get to retirement, having some diversification of your asset types is always a good thing. Absolutely. Um, anytime we've got the ability to take a Roth distribution when a client needs some funds, it keeps you from potentially having to take the IRA distribution and pay taxes on it. Um, just gives you some extra flexibility once you get to retirement, which is always a good thing to have. Yeah, and something a lot of people forget or, or maybe even just don't know. You know, we come across a lot of clients like that that they're funding their 401K so well, and that's, the, you know, primarily where their retirement is. And, and that's common. That's that's probably very, the most common oh, yeah, 401K. For sure. Especially yeah. now, Savings. just because, you know, prior generations have, you know, that it was much more common for them to spend their entire careers at one employer, and then they end up contributing to a, that same 401K all their lives. And while that's great from a, you know, tax deferral standpoint, because they got a lot of tax deferred growth over time, it also has put them in a position now, to Clay's point, when they get to retirement, they don't have much option or flexibility right. with you know their tax situation because they're taking from the tax deferred account, and of course the distributions from that account are always going to be taxed at your ordinary income rates and forced on you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The government yeah. insists that you have required minimum distributions yep. later in life after yep. you hit the age of seventy-two. You got to you're forced to take the money. Oh. I, Jared, this is one of the things, and I know it wasn't probably a topic on your radar, but it, I know you can talk to it because you always sure. do. And that is uh, being diversified in the manner that you save the mm-hmm. types of uh, accounts. So really, a traditional IRA doesn't help that much mm-hmm. because you, it, it is going to fall under the same rules as the 401k. Right. Uh, you're not going to get the tax benefits of saving to a Roth or to a taxable account. But there are reasons that you might want to 
kind of break that up a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, because inevitably in retirement, you are most likely going to run into a situation where you don't want to take any more uh, gain or, or income on the year, but maybe you need money from your portfolio. Well, if you've got all your money tied up in a tax-deferred account, then you're going to have to take more from that account, which is going to cause you to have more income on the year. That's what we mean when we talk about diversifying uh, the tax status of your accounts, because the people that are in that situation, they we've seen the frustration from them when they realize, you know, that that their option and their flexibility with uh, their tax situation because of that is very difficult to manage. Right. Yeah. Set it and forget it. It's an easy way to to save. And it's a great way to save. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. The 401k is the most common. But uh, a Roth doesn't uh, restrict you from withdrawals at certain ages. uh, Exactly. You know, with with uh, out taxability mm-hmm. and all the rest of those yeah. things. You, so you it, can always withdraw the, the principal that you put into a Roth. Now, you do have to wait until 59 and a half to take it, uh, any of the, the interest or the earnings and growth, you know, without right. penalty and stuff. But it, it's a good account. And to Clay's point, which I think is it feeds well into her situation, is that, you know, she does need to start that because chances are she doesn't have that diversification with her account types if she's kind of just getting back on track now, you know. And so, sure. uh, you know, once, once again, the 401k should be the first place to start just so you can. How much can she save to four one k? This year, the total amount that she can save to the four one k is nineteen thousand five hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, at, at age fifty, she would be eligible for a catch up, which would enable her to contribute another sixty five hundred. And for a as, total of, nice. as of this year, right? Yeah, and right. Well, and that was actually twenty twenty one. Oh, that's right. They updated for twenty twenty two. Twenty thousand five hundred. She's mm-hmm. got twelve years to worry about that anyway. But uh, the thing that doesn't worry me so much about Amanda's situation, she's concerned at thirty eight. And that's a lot earlier than a lot of folks start Mm -hmm. getting concerned. Save early, save often. I mean, that's always going to be our mantra, but 38's not the end of the world. She's still got plenty of time. She does. Yeah, don't get too wrapped up in that. So she doesn't have to, like, invest super aggressively or anything? I would not. No. Okay. No, don't do that. In fact, I mean, whatever your risk tolerance is, that's where you need to focus most. You don't have to go out and start trying to uh, catch lightning in a bottle in your portfolio. In fact, that's the kind of crazy things that actually will make it so that you have to save a lot more money because quite often those things don't work out. Yeah. Well, and speaking of those catch-up contributions, that is something she'll want to keep in mind as she does grow older. I mean, she doesn't become eligible for them until she's age 50, but you know that that is going to take her from the 20500 that she could contribute today in her 401 to 27000 yeah. Uh And so if you're behind, I would say that's certainly something, too, to keep in mind so you can take advantage and, and maybe as the the term suggests catch up uh on, on what you may be behind there oh and i thought one, it was like catch up like k-e-t-g <laughs> oh yeah uh, pronunciation huh. one more thing that we had talked about but we don't have notes on um you had said something about um a quadro yeah before like what was that yeah so the the quadro is a qualified domestic relation yeah qualified domestic relations order Ah. uh, and it essentially ensures that it's it's actually something that came in or comes into play under the erisa rules that that oversee uh, the management of of defined contribution plans Mm -hmm. um and and make sure that you know participants and, and companies are adhering to those rules but Within any company that is overseen, or excuse me, within any plan that is uh, overseen by uh, ERISA, uh, the quadro is very important when it comes to married couples because that is going to ensure that you know the, the person, if they were all saving to her husband's 401k, let's say in this mm-hmm. case, and now that they're divorced, he's going to run off with it. The quadro prevents them from being able to, or him from being able to do that. Uh, 
you know, based on what their agreement is, because okay. she would have to sign off ah, on even okay. the change of beneficiary. Now, that's not really, you know, uh, in relation to the quadro, but that is because of the rules that uh, the 401k plans have to adhere to. Uh, that that definitely would work to her benefit if you know let's say they were saving completely to his 401k would that that would have been something they would have had to do before before the divorce was settled yeah well the the, the quadro comes into play usually when the divorces come about okay uh, because the judge is going to be one that signs off on that basically uh-huh. uh outlining what the agreement is between those two spouses or ex-spouses maybe at that point but uh essentially that that's going to dictate how the flow of those assets go at that point. Uh, and so, you know, th- th- usually like uh, on most forms that you would fill out with a 401k, you've got to list your beneficiary. Uh, and, and typically that's going to be someone's spouse. A lot of times it is. If that changes or, or if let's say he wanted to change it from her because he thought they were headed towards a divorce, he couldn't just go in and change the beneficiary on that account. He would actually have to have her signature in order to do so. Mm. And if there was reason, you know, for for that or for why the assets should flow differently upon uh, the divorce, then that quadro is going to uh, dictate the terms of those conditions and you know. Sounds like she should have talked to you before she got divorced. Yeah, that might have been <laughs> planning really beforehand is always <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm right. still just reeling. We got a guy from Paulding County talking about something called a quadro, and it's not a, a muddy four wheeler. Hey. How in the world is that? He Take mentioned it, and I was like, "We got to talk about that. We've got to talk about that." That's an important so, consideration for there sure. There you go. Awesome. All right, coming up next, we have some listener questions. I know we got something on IRA eligibility and uh, principal financial group. So you're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products. 